Hi everyone, today is February 3rd, 2024, and this is Read Through the New Testament. Hi guys. Alright, so today we are going to finish Luke 9, and then we are going to start 1 Thessalonians and read chapters 1 and 2. Yeah. Okay, so we got a lot to cover today. Yep, yep. All right. In terms of summary-wise, what's coming up here, we just got a lot of little stories. They all sound familiar, but it's hard to summarize because they're just little things. Right. I just encourage you to focus on the big things, like chapter 9 is um, feeding 5,000 and Peter confessing that you're the Christ and the transfiguration are three big events. Yeah. And then surrounding that, there's a lot of little things and either write really small or just focus on the big events. Yep. And feeding the 5,000 and Peter's confession, those were yesterday's reading. And yep. then the transfiguration will be today. Yep. Okay. So we're going to start with Luke 9, verse 28. Now, about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold... Two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah. I love this. Who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure. That's really helpful. Spoke of his death. Like of all the things they want to talk about, they want to talk about his death on the cross, his departure from this life. Which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. (laughs) Peter and James and John just must have been absolutely shocked. Now, Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said. As he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. And now we see down at the base of the mountain what was happening when he was up at the top. And all three, uh, Matthew 17 and Mark 9, have the same story connection. And on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he's my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out, and it convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father, and all were astonished at the majesty of God. Hmm. We've got the disciples afraid after the transfiguration, and now here we have... Everyone's astonished. Yeah, just amazing who Jesus mm-hmm. is. Okay, um, verse 43, continuing. But while they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. 
The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying. And it was concealed from them so that they might not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. It's interesting that it was concealed. Because if they really yeah. would have understood it, they probably would have acted differently. But that's how Jesus spoke in parables, same way. Just so they might hear, but they might not understand. And just so that it was out there, but they didn't understand. It's really hard. Like, we stand in a better position. We understand it, mm. but they didn't. Mm. An argument arose among them as to which one of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, for he who is least among you all is the one who's great. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for the one who is not against you is for you. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, here it is, chapter 9, verse 51. He set his face like flint to go to Jerusalem. And as he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him, but the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And this is key, like, like from here on in, he's going to Jerusalem to die in the Gospel of Mark. And when his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. <laughs> okay, I don't know why they even suggested that. No, I don't know either. Or how they knew they could, thought they could do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, verse 57. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me stay. Let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Yeah, just challenging. I mean, if someone says, hey, I'll follow Jesus, I'm like, okay, great, let's go. Mm. And he just challenged them. Because he knew their hearts. Yeah, he knew their hearts. Okay, First Thessalonians, we're starting a new book. First Thessalonians, one of Paul's earliest uh, epistles he wrote. Maybe Galatians was written before this one, but this one's really early. Um, if you trace through the book of Acts, you kind of see the situation is that uh, Paul was in Corinth, and he had sent Timothy and Silas behind. As chapter 3, verse 6 says, now that Timothy has come from you and told us about you, he's like super excited. Hmm. Um, and and First Thessalonians written then in response. Like the Thessalonians always think highly of Paul. Paul's like, wow, well, let me tell you how highly I think of you. And so it's a book of thanksgiving and pastoral promise and pastoral heart and his longing to, to be with them. And... We were introduced to the church at Thessalonica in Acts 17. Mm -hmm. That's where Paul went and shared the gospel, and they were dramatically saved from idols. Yeah. And, yep. um, and then Paul got chased out pretty quickly there. Yeah, chased out. And he said, um, oh, these people who turned the world upside down have come here. Let's get them out. <laughs> so he kicked them out. 
Uh, but they did. They they turned from idols. We're going to read about that in chapter one. And so I think even he wrote back to them. I'm, I think he had to leave them so quickly yes, that uh-huh. he he wanted to continue to pour into them. And so this letter is probably some of that too. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly. In fact, Acts 17 says he was there three Sabbaths. Yeah, so. So like three weeks. It's not a lot of time. And so he corrects some doctrine, particularly about the second coming of Christ in chapters four and five. Hmm. It gives them practical ways to live. Really love each other and just really press on in loving each other. So here we go. First Thessalonians 2 and 1 and 2. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before God And remembering before our God and Father, your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction You know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything." For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. And now he's going to show the care he has for these Thessalonians, like a dad and like a mom. Chapter chapter two. two. For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, remember that in the they were thrown in prison, thrown in prison and, and beaten, and yeah. as you know, we had the boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. They got thrown on town after three Sabbaths. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please men, but to please God, who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness. Nor do we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So, being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you've become very dear to us. And there you see a pastoral kindness. And you're like, we're like a mother. We treat you gently. Mm. We really cared for you. Well, and gave, um, gave, them, gave themselves mm-hmm. to people. Verse 9. For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil. We worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you, while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you believers. 
For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. For you, brothers, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as, as they did from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out and displeased God and opposed all mankind by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be saved. So as always, to fill up the measure of their sins but wrath has come upon them at last. But since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Mm -hmm. Just very pastoral, very tender, yeah. very caring, very heartfelt letter this is. Yeah. All right. We will see you in class. February 6th. February 6th. All right. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone.